Hi, this is Lisa, and I hope you've been having a marvelous Monday. It's the Monday after resurrection. And I pray that um, for today and that even in your own mindset, that when we think of the resurrection, it's a new beginning. You know, we had the new year and we jumped on the new year being a new beginning. But I want to challenge you that after the resurrection yesterday, after we celebrated, that doesn't mean it was the exact day yesterday, but the fact that we celebrated it nationally, I want you to think about this day as a day of new beginnings. And I mentioned earlier on Facebook, and if you would like to follow us on Facebook, just go to Christian Warrior Woman and you will find our page. You will know the book is on there. My face is on there and join us in conversation. But what I want to challenge, and this is something in the last seven years, 10 years, 15 years, maybe the last 20 that I find challenging with single women and ladies before you say, oh, you're not single, Lisa, you don't understand. Oh, yes, I do. I was married, then divorced, and I was a single woman for 22 years with three kids. And, um, and then I married my husband again. We were like best friends, but you'll find out more if you ever take um, <laughs> the class with me about how to co-parent. Um, I'm an expert at that. Um, so much of an expert, we got remarried. But anyway, moving on to our subject today. The, the, the content of what we're going to talk about is challenging negative self-talk. And I want to really gear this towards singles because you're single and a lot of people want to be in a relationship or married or have um, closer relationships with friends. And I'm going to tell you one of the secrets to definitely turning a man off, friends off, or even people at your job is negative self-talk because you don't only talk it to yourself. People can hear it in your conversation. Um, so many times I'll be talking to a woman or giving her a compliment and she turns my compliment into an insult. For example, I will say, oh, you look really nice in that dress. Oh, I need to lose 15 pounds. Oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I'm blah, blah, blah. Hey, wait a minute. I just gave you a compliment. I didn't need all that extra. And that's what I'm telling each of you. You give a whole lot of extra that will turn people off. So guess what? The next time I think about giving her a compliment, I probably won't because I don't want to really hear for me personally. I don't like hearing another woman tear herself down. And a man, if he just was finding this person um, attractive or sexy, you just told him why he shouldn't think that of you. Make sense? So let's talk about, I want to do two examples with challenging your negative self-talk. And if you've been journaling, those who may not have got their book together yet, I hope you have your notebook. What I want to challenge you on is I want you on your page to write three things. Negative, and then below that, like give a space and then write down two spaces below. Challenge. And then two more spaces below that and write the word restate, okay? And what I want you to do, I want you to be daily recognize your self-talk. You'll notice each day we're working on something. Well, today, and you know what this self-talk, you married ladies, y'all do the same thing. But I really want to focus on the single women because they're looking 
to be in a relationship. And some of you married ladies need to help your relationship if you made yourself more attractive in how you talk about yourself and how you share that in intimacy with your husband. So single ladies, the negative talk. So think of this as writing on the right hand side of negative talk. What are some examples of negative talk, but only give one in this first one, and then you're going to write another section for your second one. But let's start with one statement. And I'm going to start with the one that is typical that I hear for single women, whether I'm praying for them, whether they're divorced, whether they're a single parent. Somehow, in many cases, single women believe that if they were married, that their problems would go away. And I want to tell you something that maybe nobody else will tell you, and this may mess up your dream life, but if you are messed up single, you'll just be a mess in your marriage, okay? So no man is going to come and wave a wand and make your life perfect. Yes, will you have sex? Yes, you can have sex, but that does, you could be having sex with a broke person, a non-industrious person, a boring person. So let's focus on what we can do to make ourselves attract the kind of man that is worthy, that will get to know you, and that will complement and bring an increase to your talents, blessings, and gifts, right? We don't need someone to be married to who's going to rob, steal, and destroy our dreams. Hello? Okay, there's too many of that. So let's start back with negative talk. I'm going to use one that I hear common. As an example, so in case some of you may think that you don't do self-talk, I'll display that lie right now. Here is one negative talk. I am never going to get married. It isn't meant to be, Lisa. That's what I hear. It isn't meant to be. You know, outside of them being a prophet, they were kind of giving me, sharing me their giftings. So what's so how can I challenge that? And and you may be friends with someone that is like this as well. And so this will help you challenge your friend on the statements that they make that sound like this. Does this make sense? So the challenge when someone says to you, I'm never going to get married, it isn't meant to be. Well, number one, who does that sound like? It sounds like a lie that she has come to believe. So I would challenge that. Would, is that true? You could ask them or ask yourself, because you're challenging yourself in this exercise. How do I know it is true? Is it pot? Second question. Is it possible that it's not true? Because unless God has come down and told you, you will never, ever get married. I see people in nursing homes getting married at 70 and 80 years old. Now, I question why the need is, but guess what? We can never say never or ever. So I would challenge you if you're a person who says I'm going to, and I meet young people who say it is not just folks over 40, 40 years old that say this. I meet 20 year olds that say it. And I think a lot of times I sense it's the insecurity that is talking. Because see, if I tell you <laughs> that I don't want to get married, 
then you're not going to ask me, am I dating someone, seeing someone? Oh, when are you going to get married? You see, what they're trying to do is protect themselves. And I can see it and hear it in their voice when young people tell me that, oh, I never want to get married. It's rare that they really mean it. It sounds good. And it keeps people from asking because they don't want to be reminded that they're single or reminded that they don't have that special person in their life. We were not made to live alone. So when you find someone who's very comfortable, now I'm not talking about when you're a single mom, you got little kids running around and you're doing stuff. Heck, when, when I was in that situation, I had no interest in taking on more responsibility, to be quite honest. I saw getting married or in a relationship, that's work. I got enough work with my children. Okay, I'm deviating. Sorry. So how can we restate this challenge? So if I'm never going to get married, and it isn't meant to be, and I challenge that statement that I say by saying, is that true? How do I know it's true? Is it possible that it's not true? Hmm, it's possible. So if it's possible, I need to correct myself because the tongue speaks life and death. And this is in the Bible. If I keep speaking and using my tongue to say that I will not get married, trust me, you will not get married. But if you use your tongue and say, I am open to relationships. I am open for the will of God. I desire companionship when you're praying, but I am going to wait on God. Then that is what's going to find you. So this is how we can restate that comment to ourself or to a friend. It takes time to find the right person. And I am willing to wait to get it right. I am willing to wait on God. Ladies, when you meet a man who says, oh, or he acts like, oh, he wants to marry you and promise you all of this, and you've been holding yourself holy before God, and everything he's doing as you're around his friends and all of that, and sounds like, and you think, well, well, maybe if I sleep with him, it might hold him over until we get married. Oh, no. That does not work, okay? I'm telling you, that does not work. I have seen it too many times with women in church. Good-looking guy comes in the church, and he's dating Sue, Harry, and, and Sally. Well, not yeah, Sue, not Harry, but Sue and Sally. And every, each one of them thinks she's the one. And he's tagging both of them. And where do you, so here you are holding yourself holy before God. Someone good-looking comes along. And now you drop the pants for this person and they don't marry you. And you are now left devastated because not only did they hurt you, but now your relationship with God in your mind is, oh, Lord, look what I've done. And then you feel shame. You feel um, self-condemnation. But if you feel that way, or if you're in that position right now, all you have to do is repent. Repent, right? Your sin is no greater than a sin of lying or cheating. Just repent and look to try to not be in that situation again. So many times for myself personally, 
Um, the enemy has try, tried to use that temptation so many times. Oh, and I'm not saying that in the 22 years I was single, that I was following God and holy and true. We are not saying that at all. But when I made that decision for Christ, then I knew the enemy was bringing every, the best man in every which way that my heart desired. He brought him before me and was trying to make me choose him or God. And praise God when that happened, that I was in a mindset of knowing who I was going to choose. Okay. So that's one negative um, that you can take and restate it. You can also use scripture to talk about your, you know, because this isn't about something that we only can do for ourselves, but that we need the word to help us as well to, you know, go about building up our joy. And so not only do you want to use your positive thoughts, but you want to use something that you can relate to in the word. And for me, I want to use this particular scripture. You can choose to use whichever one motivates you on being hopeful for improving, whether it's wanting to get married or improving your relationships with others, with your children. You also want them to see you talking about yourself positive. If they see you always negative, they're going to think that they're negative as well because they come from you. So Ephesians 4, 2, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Peter 4, 8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. And I will tell you, if you desire to be married or in a relationship that leads to that, you really want to understand, do you know how to love? Do you even love yourself? And that's the thing that I challenge people in coaching them about getting married. You can't, if you want to be in a, you want someone to love you, but do you love yourself? Do you have your own dreams and goals and plans? Or are you waiting for someone else to tell you what your goals and dreams and plans are? Believe me, that doesn't work. Waiting for someone else to confirm you, validate you. No one can validate you but God. And God already validated you by you being born and by him dying on the cross for you to have dreams and visions and a wondrous life. Does that mean it's not going to have challenges? Of course, but everyone's life has challenges. Your challenges are particular to you. I have challenges. Every person alive has challenges. It's overcoming the challenge that makes us win in life. Okay. So let's go to another one that I always hear women um, complain about or speak negative. They say, I'm fat. So I get the sec two-parter. I'm never getting married because I'm too fat for someone to want me to marry, right? Or they'll they'll always, if you compliment them on clothes or whatever, they'll always say something like, oh, you look like you lost weight. Oh, yeah, but I'm still too fat. Take the compliment. Learn how to take compliments. That's another tip that's not part of this. Learn how to, when someone gives you a compliment, say, thank you so much. Do not respond with, well, yeah, this isn't really my color or, 
you know, you know, I lost two pounds when I was supposed to lose 20. No. Say thank you very much. Put a smile on your face and remind yourself that someone complimented you in an area that you're trying to work on. So in our negative talk about I'm fat, what's the challenge? That's relative depending on what country you're in or where you are. And some people, I've met people 99 pounds who thought they were fat. I've met people 200 pounds that thought they were skinny. It's relative, but the bottom line is, is it something you can do something about? So here's a, let's see if I, and so when we want to challenge that and restate that, no, I'm not going to tell you to say I'm pleasantly plump. That is not a compliment. That's not restating who you are. I don't care if you're a size two or you're a size 20. You are beautiful and wonderful in the eyes of God. And do not give me the excuse that you're too fat for someone to marry you or desire you. I'll tell you that's not it at all. There are a lot of women that are considered overweight or heavy according to American standards or whoever's standards. And I've seen many of them with fine husbands with great bodies and they were juicy-licious, you might want to call it, or thick, whatever you want to call it. But what I tell people most of the time, it's your personality. Most of the people that tell me it's their weight, I'm like, you're just boring. Why would someone want to be interested in you when you have nothing going on in your life? You don't have any hobbies. You don't have anything to even discuss except work and go to church. What are your other interests? Do you like dancing? Do you like um, hiking? Do you like travel? Are you reading certain books? Are you studying another language? You have to have something of interest. People find people interesting from their experiences and what they talk about. And if you don't have nothing to talk about outside of you're a woman and you believe in the Lord, okay, so what do you know about in believing in the Lord? Are you a Bible scholar? Do you tell great stories? What is it? People need to feel your presence. And so normally, if you are not attracting friends, then it's, it's going to be, could be challenging for you to attract men as well. So let's get back to the question is if you're fat. Being overweight or saying that you're fat, number one, let's just drop that you're fat. But in all honesty, what could that challenge be? That challenge could be discipline being disciplined to lose the weight. And I will tell you, if you struggle with weight, you will struggle with weight if you are married. Oh yeah, for two, three months, you might starve yourself to get into a wedding dress. And when that ceremony is over, you'll be stuffing your face back to where you were. That's not what I'm talking about. You need someone to, whether it's a coach, someone that you invest the time and money into to coach you to the physical shape that you want to be in. Because the bottom line is to live long, we have to be in a healthy weight. That doesn't mean a size two, but it means you should be able to have good movement. You should be able to have some stamina. You want to be able to go up and down stairs. You want to live long for your children, your grandchildren, your future, and being able to get in retirement 
and have a good time, right? So what can we do when we talk about the body or being overweight? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple? Doesn't say only a size two is God's temple. And that God's spirit dwells in you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. So when you're thinking about eating fast food or you're thinking about eating on the run or you're thinking about eating and standing or not drinking enough water or not taking your medicine or whatever it may be. You know, I want you to think each day when you are praying over your food, we are praying over our food, right, ladies? When we are praying over our food, think about it. You know, maybe that's your challenge to think, I'm praying over fast food when I know this is not going to bring health and wealth to my body. Okay? When we talk about Galatians 5, 22 through 23, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So self-control is what we would charge ourselves with. So if we were to restate, instead of stating, I am fat and I'll never or I'll never get married and our challenge is is that true we could restate to ourselves today I need to apply self-control to my eating I need to apply discipline I need to do a physical activity today I need to walk around the neighborhood today instead of stating what you believe you are If you want to change it, you have to do something about it and stop talking negatively about yourself. So whether it's a thought or something physical, I want you to restate what you can do to change that because you are in control of your body and in your mind. Now, you might say, well, Lisa, I have a sickness or something like that then guess what? If the doctors say you have cancer, I have seen, I've had clients with stage four cancer that is gone and they've been healed. I've had folks at the healing room that we've prayed for that had breast cancer or had Alzheimer's and they got prayer and God healed them and it was gone. So when you need to do your restate, if you have your negative talk is, I have breast cancer and I may die. I'm going to leave my children. I'm going to leave my husband. Well, what could your challenge be? Do you know when you're going to die? And do you know if you will die from this? And I want you to restate what that truth is. Every moment you are alive, you have the ability to use your mouth to speak life over your body, over your limbs, and over your family. And I want you to choose to do that today. I hope you enjoyed this activity. We want to hear positive thoughts about ourselves and about other people. And maybe we need to take a tip if we from what from old school. If you don't have something nice to say about yourself or someone else, just don't say anything at all. 
I pray God blesses you. I pray this word um, brings, speaks life to your bones and renews your mind. And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Love you and God bless.